Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Talking about chicken a la king, mango and garbanzo, tabbouleh, potatoes and vegetables with roasted garlic and basil, zucchini, ziti, granola, fruit bar. Look at all this beautiful food. Guys, welcome to Green Eggs and Dan, where I interview amazing people with amazing minds, but all I care about is what is in their fridge. My guest today, an amazing comedian. He is the creator of Stand Up on the Spot, a hilarious improvised stand-up show. You can watch on the YouTubes. He is the host of the Jeremiah Wonders podcast, as well as the Scissors Brothers podcast. Please welcome the very funny Jeremiah Watkins. Ooh, thank you for that very nice warm intro. And I have to thank you uh, for dressing the part. You're wearing a a one of these sweaters that looks way the picture looks way too real. Of like you're like you're a Big Mac. I'm a Big Mac. It's a giant cheeseburger sweater. Definitely. It was this was given to me, but it's definitely one of those. It feels like one of those Instagram purchases. Yes, <laughs> you know absolutely. I mean? Yeah, it's like, like <laughs> you see it on Facebook Marketplace or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. It's like it comes with. It's like I'll be scrolling through Instagram. It'll be like that pot and pan thing that is like th- five things in one. Yes, and then it's this sweater. Yep, and you guys can see a picture of this sweater because I'm gonna post it on my Instagram, and oh, you can yeah. also see Jeremiah's fridge on my Instagram at standupdan. Uh, here we go. Let's go into this fridge. Um, this is a great fridge. I'm assuming you have children. Yes. Okay, got it. I didn't know that. You see, you learn a lot about someone, because I thought you were like single comedian dude, and I was like, wow, this is like a very stocked up fridge for a single comedian dude. And then I saw a sippy cup, <laughs> and I was like, wow, I... I so didn't think you had kids. I was like, is this his kink? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the drink I have a really of- underdeveloped palate, so yeah. Uh, yeah, I have a sippy cup in the top shelf. <laughs> How many kids do you have? Uh, one and then another one on the way. Okay, got it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's definitely aspects of comedianness in this fridge, though. Because <laughs> yes. I don't think I've ever seen a fridge like this. You have a parent fridge, but it's organized the way a comedian fridge is. Like, there's so much chaos in here. <laughs> It's absolutely out of control. Yeah, there's a lot going on. I mean, this, my favorite row is the second row, which we'll get to in a minute. But (laughs) starting with the top row, yeah, you have this like shredded, is this a shredded cheese or carrots? That's carrots. My son loves carrots randomly. The shredded carrots are on the edge of the shelf, like about to jump. Oh, yeah. He, he probably reached for it at one point, right. and then we closed the fridge behind him quickly. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then you've got an open yogurt 
with spoons in it, open. Just that is also not, at the corner. That is that is a my wife thing, and I, you know, I'm wow. giving her the blame. Uh, I do not like open food in the fridge, but we leave food open sometimes because he won't eat all of it, so he'll return to it later in the day. I mean, open yogurt. I know. Dude. Of all the things, to I know. Leave of open. all the things, dairy, bacteria, <laughs> all the things. I'm going to ding you. By the way, the only reason I'm roasting this fridge is because it's actually really good. So I'm going to start with the negative and then we'll end with the positive. Okay, cool. But over here, peeking in the corner is the chopped garlic, the pre-chopped garlic in a jar. I fucking (laughs) hate this stuff so much. It has like a gross tinny flavor to it. My wife uses that for cooking. It seems like you throw your wife under the bus at whatever opportunity you get. <laughs> so far, it does sound like that on this podcast. It definitely sounds like, listen, man, it's not me. It's my wife. Just give me a shot. All right, Dan. <laughs> There's a pack of cigarettes in the fridge. I, I swear, it's my wife. She's pregnant. She needs cigarettes. <laughs> While she's pregnant, you know, keep the baby healthy in the womb. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, so... Again, I'm grasping at straws because there's a lot of good here. And so, but let me, let's go to my favorite rule, which is, yes. This is what I'll say. Anything that you see, Mm. I'll give credit to my wife. Anything that you see that's remotely healthy in the fridge is because of my wife. So Ah. if you notice the oat milk or the oat creamer on the top. Non-dairy. Non-dairy oat creamer. That is my wife. Also right on the corner, right on the edge. Listen. You guys need to like. Push some of the We're stuff. We're a bustling back. couple, man. We got a lot of things to do, and we can't reach to the very back of the like, fridge. All the you time. have like little tyrannosaurus arms. <laughs> yeah, you just yeah. Can't barely hanging over. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like you're you're preambling us. You're prepping us. Oh yeah. For the second row here, mm-hmm. which there's a there's a bag of fried taquitos. Like in a Ziploc bag mm-hmm. at the ready. At the ready to go. In the so this is in the middle drawer that doesn't have much space. It's kind of like most people put will put like a wine rack in there or something. Yes. But here we have eggs and taquitos. And that's it. Mind you, there's still way more space. There's a lot of real estate there's a that's lot of real open estate. on that middle shelf. I know. And there's a lot of stuff on other shelves that there's no room on that they're literally falling over, hanging on to the cliff like like that dude in Free Solo. <laughs> And you could put the you could put it in the second. I row. could have put the yogurts on the second shelf. The yogurts, the, uh, the, the, the carrots. But there's a lot of things. That you you are right. It's hard to find certain shapes of things for that middle awkward shelf. It is. Yeah, it's tough. Mine, I put a little wine thing in there for the for the white wines. Mm. Yeah. But you made it your taquito and egg jar. <laughs> yeah. What is taquitos? Listen, we have different priorities, all right? <laughs> are taquitos you or your wife? Yeah, yeah. She got those for me, and I have been slowly going through them. I feel like I'd have a tough time not having. I, I, every, I've gotten to the point where I'm one of those people that I can't have junk food in my fridge because I will eat all of it in one day. I'm, I go through stuff like that with uh, if there's chips in our pantry. Yeah. It's really hard for me to not just go through them like every day. Like uh, the spicy um, Takis. It's like a Trader Joe's Takis. Okay. It's their version of Takis. And they're actually better than the original Takis, which sounds blasphemous to Taki fans out there. But they are better. I don't even know what Takis are. Oh, I'm about to freaking change your life, dude. (laughs) (laughs) It's happening today. Takis. Dude. Look up Takis. I'm looking it up. Okay. And what I'm realizing is you are a, you're like a four-year-old. Uh, yeah. 
Yes, dude. Yes. <laughs> this I'm look. The Takis bag looks like it's made to. It's marketed to four year olds. It's marketed to kids for sure. It's super bright. It's neon. It looks almost like a Nerf commercial from the '90s. It actually looks pretty awesome. I. By the way, I love a chip bag that leads with artificially flavored on the on the bag. It's See, like, <laughs> that's why I prefer the Trader Joe's version is because they don't on. taste quite as artificial. Ah, interesting. So what but is same it? It's idea? A, it's, it's like a, a rolled chip, basically. It's a chip that looks like almost like a very small ice cream cone. Mm-hmm. Like it roll it rolls up. Yes. And then it's got a bunch of uh, what seasonings on it. Yeah, it's it, like uh, spicy uh, seasoning. And is this also a Mexican some lime. thing? Oh yeah, oh it yeah, is. for sure. Okay, got it. Mexican is my favorite food, which we'll get into later, as you can tell by the taquitos yeah. that are also on the fridge. Are taquitos like a an American Mexican creation? It's like a Tex-Mex thing. It's a I Tex-Mex think. thing. Yeah, that sounds. About and I think right. that it got so popular with Tex-Mex. Yeah. That more authentic Mexican restaurants started adding it to their menu because dumb Americans were like, well, where are your taquitos? (laughs) And they're like, okay. (laughs) Not a Mexican restaurant. Tex-Mex to me is the funniest cuisine because it's literally like, I think it, it was born of like, they had like an extra glut of processed cheese mm. and they just didn't know what to do with it. And they were like, let's just add more of it yeah, yeah, yeah. and melt it on everything. Yeah, let's make queso. It's called Tex-Mex. Yeah, yeah. As if it wasn't enough that you took over their land. <laughs> <laughs> let's just bastardize your food as well. Yeah. Uh, America. Um, okay. As I'm wearing my cheeseburger shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Speaking of what you got, yeah, you got your shredded cheese in a bag over yeah, here. Yeah, shredded cheese in a bag right there on the bottom mm-hmm. shelf. Because you know that's a topping for every kind of dish yep. we have in mind. Mild home. cheddar, just like just like they liked in uh, <laughs> in uh, in Mexico City. And there's more cheese if you see in that bottom drawer. We're uh, a big cheese family. I'm okay with that. I'm mm-hmm. a big cheese. You know, it's not popular to say these days that you drink dairy yeah oh dude i'm a whole milk guy i love i love milk can i blow your fucking mind yes right now yes please you know what i had this morning what raw milk i've never had that before what is that like it used to be illegal up until last year bro are you serious yeah what okay where did you get it who's who's your dealer sprouts Jimmy Sprouts? <laughs> Jimmy Sprouts. <laughs> it's legal now, but raw milk is basically straight from the udder. No pasteurization. Okay. No homogenation. Yeah. So it's like, you know, the fat's all at the top. You got to yeah. like shake it. And it's super sweet. It's like literally out of the teat of a cow. And But it's clean to drink? <laughs> I don't know. It's it's a little bit of Russian roulette. I mean, I guess raw is in the title, so yeah. I don't know. It's raw, baby. Yeah. Baby, I like it raw. And But it is, yeah. You can die, man. You can get bacteria. You can get some weird fucking bacterial infection. Even though it's in like a proper like packaging stuff, doesn't matter. Yeah. You go into it with just like the, you got to love this and you got to be all about it. (laughs) This is how I'm risking my life. Some people like to base jump. Right. Some like to uh, do downhill skiing. Not me, man. Now, did you do it properly like raw straight to the mouth or did you put it over cereal or something? I first took a sip, raw t- straight to the dome. Wow. Yeah. You're brave, <laughs> then man. Then I snorted a line of it. Okay, okay. Then I did, uh, I, I foamed the milk for my coffee. Okay. For the cappuccino. Oh, all right. Which is probably like me pasteurizing it. So that's kind of the sellout way because I'm heating it up. Although I heated yeah. it up to 170 degrees, which is probably like 
the optimal temperature for bacteria to probably really, to party. since you you took it from cold to warm. <laughs> yeah, which is a big uh, you know I've been uh, in a lot of health jobs uh, back in the day before stand up. Where that's a big no-no, changing yeah. the temperature like that. No, it'll be a miracle if I survive this podcast episode. Um, <laughs> Just mid-podcast, you're like, I gotta head to the bathroom real quick. <laughs> Wait, so you're not from LA, I, I assume? No, I'm from Kansas. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's, that's a, where the whole milk comes that's from. That's a drink milk and state. Dude, that's a milk with dinner state, for sure. Oh, really? Oh, absolutely. Dude, I it freaks people out. I'll have uh, milk with my pasta and lasagna. Wow. Mm-hmm. That is... I'll have milk with my chili. I'll have milk, which really... I have chocolate milk with chili, and I love it. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow, you're taking me to my breaking point. Chocolate milk with chili. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could never get down with the milk with dinner thing. We never did that. Yeah. Where I come from. I love it. I love it. But it's it's more... It's not like... It's not weird in the Midwest. Or at least no. it wasn't in my home that I grew up in. So People grew- that I talk to now, it grosses them out. Yeah, no, that's that is a Midwest thing. Midwestern food culture is very interesting and strange. And it's weird. very cheesy. It's adding cheese to a lot of dishes. It is very cheesy. Yes, um, I feel like uh, cheese curds are like you just need those in your car all the time. Yeah, and so yeah, I I tried Minnesota. They're big on their cheese curds. Yeah. Um, even Iowa is more uh, bigger on their cheese curds. Cheese curds aren't quite as popular in Kansas for whatever reason, but some of the surrounding states. What is Kansas known for? Because I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna work my way into there. I know that like Missouri is into toasted ravioli. Do you guys do that? Oh, that's a St. Louis thing. Yeah, yeah. that's that's more specifically to that region. Um, I love toasted ravioli. Uh, I mean, what's not to like? I mean, it's, it's deep incredible. Fried it's a deep fried ravioli. <laughs> you have you had Emo's up. Pizza in St. Louis? I have not had Emo's, but Emo's has come up a lot because Dude. of the Provel. Yes. Which is not quite provolone, not quite it's mozzarella. It's a made up cheese. It's a made up cheese. Yes. That is like the consistency of cream cheese almost. Almost. A little uh, a little bit thinner than yeah. cream cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Provel. <laughs> we did a long, who was it? Who was on the podcast who, was, who went nuts on the Emo's Pizza? Tommy John again. Okay, I'll, next time I see Tommy, I'll have to chat him up about Emos. Big Emos guy. Mm-hmm. I think he had like he had ordered some of the stuff in his house, like the on Gold Belly or something. That's great. Yeah, I just heard that Cracker Barrel started delivering out here in LA, and I'm kind of curious. But I also every time I've been to a Cracker Barrel, it's you kind of go for the experience of seeing the rocking chairs. Yeah. And, Are you pro or anti Cracker Barrel? I love this Cracker is, Barrel. This is like asking you what your politics are. I No, 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 no. You just have to realize that a lot of the clientele that are in the Cracker Barrel might be racist. And then you, if you know that going into it, then you have a simple fine meal. Listen, man, answer the question. Are you pro? I'm pro Cracker Barrel, dude. Oh, my but, God. But I've brought my ethnic friends with me to Cracker Barrel, so way, I'm we one love, of the good ones. We love to be referred to as ethnic friends. That's why I said it. You love it. <laughs> um, I'll tell you, I've actually had some fantastic meals at Cracker Barrel. Chicken fried steak there is objective, objectively fantastic. Very good. Very good. And fried okra as a side. It's actually really good. It's so good. Yeah. I'm a I'm very pro Cracker Barrel. Mm-hmm. This country mm-hmm. <laughs> needs to be made great again. Sure, sure. <laughs> they actually have some of that merch in the gift shop on the way out. Yeah. No, but I I think that might be one of the first places I had fried okra, and I was like, this is awesome. It's definitely the first place I had chicken fried steak. Okay. I literally told them, I think you 
messed up on the map. I think there's a typo here. What does this That's mean? So funny. And they're like, dude. no, this is a thing in the South. It's chicken fried steak. Yeah, yeah. I was like, why don't you just say fried steak? Because it's fried the way chicken is fried. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. I'm not <laughs> right. really following, but all right. Okay. okay. And they're like, like I'm the idiot. Like, yeah. duh. Yeah. <laughs> it's chicken fried steak. Uh, Sheila, we've got an ethnic guy on table three <laughs> that keeps complaining about the chicken fried steak. Okay. Can you can you extinguish that fire real quick? Well, was there is something something that I that I, something wrong with how we made it? No, 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 he really loves how it was made. It's just the wording on the menu. Yeah, he he doesn't like the word choice. Different diction, please. All right, we're going to finish up here. You got some ranch. Yes. You got to have ranch, dude. I mean, I don't know if you got to have ranch. Okay, well, that goes back to what you just said is blasphemy in the Midwest. <laughs> ranch is part of the food pyramid. <laughs> it's very important to have ranch as a side because what it does is if the food is not quite there, yeah. you add a little bit of ranch yeah. to it, and it fixes it, fixes right up. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> you know, it is it is kind of like, I like to call it white trash umami. Oh, it is, for sure. It is a way. And I'll allow that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is, it's, I don't know what ranch is. It's like mayonnaise with a bunch of different spices. Yeah. Uh, that's buttermilk ranch, I think. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what that even means. I honestly, I've never really thought about what really goes into ranch. Yeah. Uh, but I do know that you can make it from packets. So <laughs> there, there is that. Ranch to me is probably the most, well, actually, we're going to, I think we're done here. Good fridge, great fridge, hot sauces. I'm a big hot sauce guy. Yeah? Oh, yeah. What's your fave? Do you, or do you like them all? You got Frank's Red Hot here, which is a standard buffalo wing That's hot a stand, sauce. Yeah, there's one that uh, a comedian has uh, named Dave Yates. It's called Ha Ha Hot Sauce that I really love. Oh, interesting. And then, um, which is actually right there, pictured right yeah. there. And then next to that is actually my hot sauce. It's Scissor Bros Hot Sauce. We have a, a, a hot sauce. I, I should have brought you a bottle. Um, it's with um, this company called Revolutionary Hot Sauce, and they're one of the uh, companies that are the featured brands on Hot Ones with Sean Evans. No they, way. They, they teamed up with us because we did a bunch of hot sauce challenges and they watch our podcast and they're like, do you guys want to do a Scissor Bros uh, hot sauce? And we'll send you batches of different flavors of what you guys like. And we pick the one that, that Steve and I like. Wait, get out of here. Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah. Revolutionaryhotsauce.com slash scissor bros. You can get your own bottle. It's a Chipotle habanero, and I picked it myself with Steve, and I love it. I genuinely put it on a ton of stuff. Pizza, eggs, chicken wings, a lot of different stuff. Fucking guy comes on my podcast. <laughs> it's a food podcast. Doesn't bring me I a know, sample. I know, dude. I was driving over here. I was like, Doesn't no, I didn't bring him a bottle. Bring me a bottle and then plugs. Like, did you see how your voice changed and everything? <laughs> you got in plug voice? <laughs> RevolutionaryHotSauce.com <laughs> slash Scissor Bros. Um, that is so cool. Next I'm time so... we're on a lineup together, I'll bring you a okay, bottle. Okay, perfect. No, I yeah. love it. That is, I'm so jealous of you. That's, uh... That is so cool that you got your own hot sauce. So, okay, what'd you go with? Chipotle habanero? We went with Chipotle habanero because we both like uh, spicy. I'm a big, I like my hot sauce very hot, where mm. uh, if my nose is running, then I think it's a good hot sauce. Okay. Just, it doesn't have to be crazy, but I don't like the heat to overpower the flavor. So we right. found something that marriages the two. Where well, it's, it's Chipotle not, especially is very hard to not sing. Mm -hmm. In a hot sauce. Yeah. And habanero, 
has a very specific heat to it. Yes. It's a different type of heat. Yes. It hits different. My favorite place to get tacos in LA is this place called Cactus Taco, and they have their habanero hot sauce. It's like very liquidy. You pour just a little bit on their street tacos, yeah. and it's amazing. Yeah, And I like that. I literally, it puts it above other Mexican food places for me, just the sauce alone. So I'm a wow. big habanero guy in general. And they make it themselves? Yeah, Is it's it? homemade, and I have not found, I keep looking for other Mexican food places that have as good of a habanero hot sauce, and I can't find one. Have you ever tried to make hot sauce at home? No. It's the worst, dumbest thing to try to ever do. I'm sure it is. Did you wear gloves when you did it? I did, but still, it gets everywhere. Yeah. You're fucking... And you're a contacts guy too, right? contacts, yes. yes, Kills them. Do you know how many times after I've eaten Mexican food where I take out my contacts at the end of the night after I've washed my hands multiple times and I'm like, "Ah, just so in pain. No, they... In fact, AccuView sells their least amount of contact lenses to Mexico because... Everyone's always has chili on their fingers. Right. <laughs> Not true. <laughs> Dude, I took that. I took that immediately. I'm like, that makes sense. But how do Mexicans wear contact lenses? I don't know. I do By not know. By the way, know. that's the name of my children's book. <laughs> how <laughs> about it's a it's marketed to young Mexican children who have astigmatism. Right. Who can't wear contact lenses and that, and you know they feel insecure because they have to wear regular glasses. Of course, but you know, actually, that, a really big market. It's yeah. a big market. Yeah, but yeah. it ends with a, it's this little boy and his abuela, <laughs> and she's like, "La cultura es más importante que los contact lenses." <laughs> <laughs> That's how it ends. That is your culture is more important than your contact lenses. For those of you who don't speak Spanish out there who are listening to the podcast, all you Kansas heads, all you Cracker Barrel listeners right now, <laughs> they're like, What the fuck? What? I speak. I came here for the legal. I came here for the Cracker Barrel content. And now there's fucking non Mexicans that are speaking Mexicans. <laughs> I have done that so many times and I feel like such an idiot whenever I do that. What? The finger in the eye contact lens. Oh, yeah. But yeah, making hot sauce at home, your Nutribullet gets fucked forever. You can never make a smoothie oh. with it and not having a hint of heat. Yeah, that's done. It's done. That's done. Uh, just pay the... pay. Go on. What's the website? Revolutionaryhotsauce.com slash scissorboros. <laughs> There's a hot sauce I've been nerding out on lately called Yellowbird. I do like yellow bird a lot, actually. Yeah, yellow birds are very good. They call that bird sighting online. Uh, their social media company is actually really good. I, I po- I've posted about hot sauce over the years and stuff like that, and people will tag them and be like, bird sighting, they're like, they've got big fans of that company. Oh, wow, yeah. interesting. Yeah, they're cool. Every time I mention them on the podcast, I get like a box of hot sauce. Oh, heck yeah. Hey, guys. Uh, hello. Bird sighting on the pod. Bird sighting on the pod. <laughs> and not just Jeremiah, who he's looking at right now. <laughs> um, no, you look like a hot bird. Thank you. Mm. That's what I'm going for. Not big bird. Hot bird. A hot new bird. character coming <laughs> to Sesame Street, baby. Move over, big bird. Hot ay, bird's ay, here. Ay, caliente. Hey, Why kids. does it have to be Mexican? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Hot bird. Yeah. <laughs> what does hot bird say? I'm sorry I cut you off, hot bird. Hey, kids. <laughs> it's got to be that right away. Hey, kids, want to learn about aviation? <laughs> um, sure, hot bird. All right. Hop on my back. I'll show you. Oh, my God. 
Did you wax your back, Hotbird? I sure did, just for a little kid to ride my back. But how are you going to fly without feathers, Hotbird? Oh, we're not going anywhere. Oh, Hotbird. <laughs> Dan asked me right before the podcast, he goes, he goes, just in case, you know, uh, you can take anything out. That would be the one thing that uh, I was thinking about, but we'll leave it in. <laughs> no. You, I said, in case you say anything that you want to take out, don't worry, we can take it out later. Right. And you said, challenging me. No, no, I did challenge you. I said, it's so freaking rare <laughs> that I've ever asked anybody to take anything out of a podcast. It's Cut so to rare. Cut to hot child, bird. child molesting bird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hot bird. So what, growing up in Kansas and then coming to LA, food-wise, what was your food culture like? Uh, and what is it like now? I'll tell you. Uh, I moved into an apartment with two roommates through Craigslist. Mm-hmm. And one of the the guys, I forget where he was originally from, but the other one uh, was from India. Mm-hmm. And he was going to film school out here. And his name was Swapnil. Shout out to Swapnil if you're somewhere listening to this. But he was awesome. And he introduced me to my first Indian food. I never had Indian food in Kansas. Right. Uh, there's not many Indian restaurants. That was the first time uh, I was opened up to that food. And since then, I have loved Indian food okay. as, as like a destination that my wife and I will go to uh, different Indian food places. Another one that I got introduced to, just I started eating Ethiopian food about mm, six, seven years ago. I love Ethiopian food. <sighs> I can't get down with it. No? No. Why not? I can't. By the way, shout out to Swagat Fine Indian Restaurant in Kansas City, Kansas. And Sahara Fine Indian Restaurant and Tika House, all right? Don't listen an India Palace. There's plenty of Indian food in Kansas, and we don't want to hear it. Uh, we don't want to hear your xenophobic okay, well, first Kansas of all, Indian food talk Before you just podcast, do a simple Google search. It's Yelp. A, a simple Yelp. I would like for you to tell me the years that those were established, my friend. Established 1542. Really? Swagat Fine Indian Restaurants. Really? Yeah. There's a picture. You have proven me wrong immediately. Oh, wait. There might, there's a picture of Pocahontas at who eating there. At Thanksgiving? I think it's a different kind of Indian restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> okay. See? There we go. We got a little our wires crossed a little bit. We got bit. our wires crossed. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, that was established in 2015. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. There you go. I moved to LA in 2009. You know, it's funny you mentioned Indian food because that was, uh, you know how you were talking about if, if those chips are in your house, you cannot eat them? Yeah. I'm the same way with Indian food for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I got butter chicken oh, last week man. and I had it for dinner and then I had it for breakfast the next day mm-hmm. and then I had it for dinner the next day yeah. and I had it for breakfast again. It's dangerous. Also, I'm, I'm that way with the main food I think that I had never had in Kansas that I, I that I even like even more than uh, Ethiopian and Indian food is Thai food. Mm. Never had Thai food in Kansas at all. Uh, it's very basic, uh, like a lot of Chinese restaurants. Just, this is just what my experience was. Right. We and and what my family's preferences was because uh, being from Kansas, my mom was from Iowa and my dad grew up in Mississippi, so that's very southern and mm-hmm. very Midwest. And uh, we had no Thai restaurants. I'm sure there's Thai restaurants there. I've never had Thai food until I lived in California. That's by far my favorite discovery. It was just mm. all Chinese food. There's Japanese like sushi places, 
But since my parents never liked sushi, yeah, we never went there. Obviously, I went there. I went and got sushi uh, from one of my proms, and I left so hungry. How many because, proms did you go to, dude? You're talking to <laughs> <laughs> a guy who went to a lot of proms. We're talking freshman, sophomore, junior, Whoa. senior. No, pew, no. Pew, pew. Bam, bam, bam. no uh, just two, just junior and senior. Yeah, yeah. I left there and I went to McDonald's later that night because the sushi, I wasn't ready for it yet. Yeah. And I, I was like, oh, this is weird, raw fish. But then when I moved to LA, I tried it again, and I was like, yo, this is really good. But yeah. my palate was too poor before to yeah. appreciate how good it was. Got that poor palate. That poor palate dog. <laughs> that yo. struggling palate dog. Come on. Once your IMDb score goes like <laughs> under 1,000, right. sushi starts tasting real good. Dude, all of a sudden. <laughs> That's interesting, though, that you would basically, it sounds like the biggest pendulum swing, because to me, Midwestern food is not super adventurous. No knock on Midwestern food. Right. But it doesn't. No, no, it's a lot of, it's, it, it's literally the meat and potatoes yeah, kind of style exactly. of food. Yeah. It's one note. It's a great note, but it's kind of one note-ish. Are you a barbecue guy? Huge. That's what we're known for. You, yes. were at, you were talking about Missouri and Kansas, like what foods, like, I mean, other than like, you know, growing like a lot of corn and random stuff like that. Uh Corn and and and, and beef, uh, it's the barbecue. Yeah. In fact, one of the best barbecues I ever had was in Kansas City, Kansas. Ooh. In a, in gas, a gas station. station. Yes. Yes. That's my favorite. Really? Kansas City Joe's used to be called Oklahoma Joe's. It is hands down my favorite barbecue in the world. Every it time I go back wild. to Kansas City, that is my spot. That's my destination. I always go to Casey Joe's. It's so good. Mm -hmm. And it sounds gimmicky. You're like, eh, it's in a gas station. Bruh. Yeah. It's it's top three barbecues I've had in the country. Yep. And I've had all the barbecues. Yeah. All every every single, single barbecue. State. <laughs> every barbecue. I've had I'm gonna go on a limb and say I've had the best barbecue in every state though. Really? Yeah. Okay. And what's that, your Texas spot? A, a new addition to my favorite barbecues, but in Texas, there's a place outside of Austin. Slightly outside. You gotta drive like twenty miles out. Twenty minutes. Mm -hmm. If you're going 60 miles an hour, it's 20 miles and 20 minutes out. Isn't that nice in the Midwest and the South when you can actually just go the <laughs> minutes to miles ratio yeah. where it's not five miles out here takes an hour? Right, 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 right. No, it's this is this meat and potatoes navigation. Yeah. It's called Valentina's. Okay, I've actually never heard of this one. Valentina's Tex-Mex Barbecue. Now, it's not what they do, the brisket. They are smoking briskets. Mm-hmm. All day long, only using mesquite wood, which is a pretty pungent wood. Yes, very specific style barbecue. Yes. Yeah. And so it's basically they're taking Texas barbecue and fusing it with, with Tex-Mex. Mm -hmm. But like the best of Tex-Mex. Like they make the tortillas fresh. Yeah. They make them there with the press. Okay. And so you're getting these slabs of, of amazing barbecue, which again, the mesquite is like such a cool, I love, I love for me the funkier the better and it's like a funky smoke that you make your own little tacos with all with like basically the best little sides i'm gonna leave here so hungry oh I'm my like god salivating just you describing it right now i mean i gotta show you some pictures here everyone if you're listening please uh go on the googles look up valentina's but like this is these are like the plates of food you get you know like look at those tortillas those are like fluffy yeah. fresh tortillas yep it's awesome. And it's like, they're very nice and sweet and cool. And uh, I went with Brett Ernst. 
Yeah, I like, love Brett. This is fucking great stuff. This is great food that they're making out in a fucking Texas day. That is spot on, dude. Spot on. Spot on. <laughs> I always make fun of Brett because we do this comedy show together and there's a part in his routine where he's like making fun of one of his Italian friends and he's like, you know those guys, those guys who talk like this, they're like, come on, hey, how you going? And I'm like, Brett, you literally sound the same <laughs> when you lead into the impression. He's not changing the voice and, at all, yeah, yeah. And when you do the impression. He's doing a Brett Ernst impression. Exactly. Act. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay, so yes, you guys, your barbecue is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I will give you that, as it should be. Yeah. You know? Come on, give us something, man. <laughs> we need something, man. What the hell else is Kansas known for, food-wise? Uh, I, I mean, that's the pride and joy. You know, that overshadows anything that is even remotely, you know. I feel like I grew I, up with a lot of casseroles in the Midwest as well. Yeah. That's 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 a big thing. Like Casserole for, culture? Yeah. That's yeah. a big difference between what I've noticed between Thanksgivings on the East or West Coast versus the Midwest and the South. A lot of casseroles. Mm -hmm. A lot of casseroles where I grew up. Yeah. A casserole is a vessel. Yeah. And also a dish. Mm -hmm. I don't quite know what it means. It's like it means you take a square, long square dish. You're making pie out of a boring dish. Savory pie, though. Yeah. 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 I wonder if are you shepherd's pie guy. I was just gonna say. I wonder if casseroles are related to like English, like savory pie culture. I think they're cousins. They're cousins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're kissing cousins. <laughs> I do love shepherd's pie. I love it. Yeah. It's, uh, I always ask my mom to make it uh, when I when I go back to Kansas. She's got an amazing shepherd's pie. I don't think it's really... Shots fired to the shepherds. I don't think it's really pie. There isn't like a crust. There's a... There's it's the mashed potatoes and cheese on top. Exactly. That's, that is, yeah. By the way, and I love it. Don't get me Maybe wrong. Maybe that's why it's called shepherd's pie because it's a little bit lazy, you know? You know, because shepherds, like, are they really, like, doing that much work? They're just kind of watching the sheep and stuff like that. Or are they doing so much work where they leave it all out? They leave it all out on the plains. Mm. And then they don't have time to make a, a pie crust That's when they get probably home. the latter. Yours is more respectful. We'll go with that. <laughs> You're like, you know, shepherds, those lazy fucks. <laughs> Poor shepherd has to wake up at four in the morning. That's what their sheepdogs are for. Come on. They're wrangling all, all the cattle. And yeah, the, they're walking around with their staff. Yeah, dude. Whatever they fucking do. Yeah, that curved staff. Yeah. Oh, we get it. You're in the Bible, losers. <laughs> I think shepherd's pie is, so correct me if I'm wrong, mm -hmm. starts with a mince is how the Brits call it. Some sort of meat mince. Okay, yeah. I imagine, I wonder if it was, if it used to be lamb and now it's beef because we're in America and we make everything with beef. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, maybe in Ireland or somewhere, like yeah. it was it was actually sheep or lamb or something like that. This is very interesting, actually. I feel like most other, cult, I'm talking about ethnic cultures. Mm -hmm. I'm getting ethnic. Okay, let's get ethnic, dude. When they come to There's America. There's a new segment on this podcast with me, Jeremiah <laughs> Watkins. Let's get ethnic. Let's, no, but you said you were going to introduce it in your Indian voice. Go ahead. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so we're going to play Let's Get Ethnic. Uh -huh. uh, a lot of cultures, when they come to America, including uh, my own, the Iranians, yeah. they take a lot of their foods that are originally uh, cooked with lamb or with duck, and they swap it in. They, they, they take beef, baby. Okay. They put beef in it, because that's how we assimilate. Well, it's also, it does taste more conventional and straightforward because that's what we're used to. Yeah. Because if you if you try duck or if you put like lamb, like if you're eating that, 
it tastes, they're more gamey just yes. in general. So yes. it's going to have a way different taste in like a casserole or a pie. Like it's going to throw it in a different direction. Yes. Could be a good direction, but for people who haven't tried it, they're going to yeah. be like, what is wrong with this? Right. Right. That's how I am anytime it's uh, like a turkey burger. I know immediately mm. when I bite into something that, uh, that somebody doesn't tell me that it's turkey meat instead mm -hmm. of beef. Yeah. I take the first bite. I'm like, interesting. Then the second bite, I'm like, this is turkey meat, isn't it? And then I don't want it. I literally. And then your wife is like, yes, Jeremiah, I just thought. And then you flip the table. Yeah. And you say, woman, come on. And that's why the second shelf is pretty bare because, you know, I threw out a bunch of turkey meat. <laughs> I'm the same way with Diet Coke. I take one sip of that and I'm like, what have you done Well, to it's me? a flattened. You know, it's so... I'm so sensitive to that, the artificial sweetener, though, mm -hmm. man. My I'm Right away. Yeah. I will punch a grandma. My my grandma loved Diet Coke. And really? Like, she's, she would always have it stocked up. Past in, tense. Yeah. She's dead. From the Diet Coke. Thank you. Yeah. Point made. She should drink Coke. <laughs> or Diet Pepsi. Yeah. Diet Pepsi, know. it's one of those weird things where I think Coke is better than Pepsi, but Diet Pepsi is way better than Diet Coke in my eyes. Really? Yep. I wish I could comment, but this is like when people talk about sports in front of me. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I, I don't, I, I never got into the diet soda stuff. But it could be because my mom was a diet Pepsi drinker and my grandma was a diet Coke. And my mom is a much sweeter lady than my grandma. This is turning into therapy. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> the casserole. Why is it a thing? Well, like all great things, Jesus might have something to do with it. Church, especially in the South, wasn't just a place to worship God, it was a place to build community. And in the South, community means food. And this was BT, before Tupperware, and people needed a good, easy way to transport food to the congregation. Cue the casserole. People would throw a bunch of ingredients in this transport vessel, heat it up, and praise Jesus as well as their palates. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I like that we're talking about grandma and mom because I'm going to start with the questions that I ask every guest. Yeah. Starting with what is your earliest food memory? I'll actually talk about my mom and my dad. I associate these foods with them very strongly. Mm -hmm. uh, my dad, my earliest food memory with my dad is, have you ever had something? It's very, very basic. But uh, have you had something called cheese toast? No. Okay. It's a very American thing that... Uh, can I very, guess what it is? Let me just guess what it is. You can guess. Is it cheese... On top of, checks notes, toast? How did you know? <laughs> but the way you prepare it is in a special little oven. Okay. So my dad would make cheese toast and he would make cinnamon toast. And Wait, but honestly, what is cheese toast? It's, it's literally a slice of either Kraft Singles or like a mild or sharp cheddar, like a square. stop your hand? All right, this is a podcast? Yeah. And everyone heard your ring. Yeah, clink clanking yeah, because on the I had, table. I had to 
let the ladies listening know that I'm married, okay? Yeah. I know they're salivating at all my oh. barbecue and ethnic knowledge there's some, over this podcast. <laughs> there's some <laughs> panty dropper cheese and toast recipe coming your way, ladies. Yeah, there is. There okay? we go. They're getting horned up here over here. Hotbird. <laughs> okay. Hotbird coming in hot. Hotbird. <laughs> <laughs> Cinnamon toast. Prepare the same way. Cinnamon and sugar mm-hmm. on a piece of toast. It's in this like little oven. Uh, is it like a panini press type thing? No, it's literally like a mini like convectional oven that okay. my dad had that he would put. Uh, it was like underneath uh, when we found in our out, cabinets. Remember when we found out that Jeremiah's dad used an Easy Bake oven? It Jer- was, <laughs> dude, this thing <laughs> looks like an adult Easy Bake. It okay. really does. All right. It has, uh, you know, you go to 7-Eleven and it has like the that that grill kind of thing. Yes. Not, it it might doesn't just be roll. A, it might just be a convection oven. It might, it be might a, just be. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So he would toast them in there and I just have amazing memories of my dad cooking that for breakfast and it being like a big deal for us when mm. we got cheese toast and cinnamon toast. Yeah. That's my earliest childhood memory of food associated with my dad because I can't really think of food at like like real real little the the other food that I really associate uh little is with my mom we would just chips and salsa and I'm talking like either paste salsa or some of the random salsas from some of the restaurants in um Kansas City there's a a place called Margaritas that has a, a good one and I would just eat that with my mom like after soccer practice and basketball like all the time. Interesting. Yeah. I feel like salsa didn't make a splash until 15 years ago. Mm. So you might have been a little ahead of the curve on that one. I mean, you know, I've always, I keep telling you, I keep trying to, to stress to you. You keep I telling have, me. I keep trying to tell you and I keep stressing. I have ethnic friends, okay? I keep trying to let you know. And how many more ways can I let you know other than proving it that I was ahead of the curve, Dan? I mean... Just for the record, you said you have ethnic friends and again, hit your hand on the table to let the ladies know. Listen, <laughs> all you ethnic ladies out there, I'm taken. <laughs> uh, I'm just picturing on ethnicladydate.com. You're like, why isn't this a website? Yeah, yeah. Why isn't ethnicladydate.com? <laughs> Make the app. <laughs> okay. So next question is, what is your death row meal? We have to figure out a reason that you are on death row. I think the easy reason is you go to McDonald's, mm-hmm. you order yourself a burger, mm-hmm. you bring it into your car, mm-hmm. you take one bite of it, and you're like, wait a second, is this turkey? And the woman says, yes, actually, we're workshopping a new, and you turn it, you, you do a K turn with your car, and you just <laughs> barrel in to the takeout lady sure. and into the McDonald's. And you, and then you get out of your car, you go right to the fry station, you and you ask everyone one by one. You have a gun. Who is it? You ask one by one. You ask everyone to come to you, and you dunk their head and into deep fry the deep all fried, the employees. Uh, their heads, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you do some sort of and weird on the like black market baptism thing. I as sell you, all their fried body parts, like a Dahmer style thing. Yeah, and you know. Before I get caught, I make good money. You, you know, I, money. I make investments. You made one wrong sale. You sold one it to wrong an undercover sale. cop who said, hey, you got any idea where I can find fried human? Who is the, who is the brother-in-law of one of the victims. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. He's out for vengeance. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you were easy to catch because he literally 
heard that you're the guy and he just came up to you and said, Hey, do you know where I could find fried human? And you said, yeah, I sell it. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't even try to cover it up. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, you know, touched his ear and said, we got him. And you're like, we got what? I, I'm like, yeah, I, good thing going here. I haven't yeah. given you the fried human yet. Right. I have the fried human. Yeah, I've got him right over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so now you're on death row. What is your death row meal? Okay. I think this is going to sound crazy to you. I think if if it can, it can be anything, right? It can yeah. truly be anything. Yeah. This is the best prison in the world. It's like there's like a master chef style kitchen in this prison. But can it be family's food as well? Mm-hmm. Okay, then this is what I want. I want my mom's cheese dip. She makes a white cheese dip mm-hmm. that has jalapenos and black olives. And it's just this amazing dip that I asked for when I go back to Kansas. If she asked me like, hey, what are you, what are you hungry for? What, like, I'm like, It's like a melted cheese? It's like a queso. Okay, got it. So queso. Your my mom mom's loves queso. Mexican food too. She does. Okay. Yeah, yeah, she really does. My mom's a Mexican. Um, Is so, she? No. <laughs> <laughs> that would be ridiculous. That would be a big turn after the podcast. Okay. <laughs> uh, so my mom's cheese dip, uh, I would get burn ends from Kansas City Joe's. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I would get probably Taco Bell. I know, it's not, that's the crazy part. That's the left turn. I would get like certain items that I always get from the, from Taco Bell over the Please. years that brought me joy. What are they? A chalupa is one of them. What is a chalupa? Which one is that? That's, uh, it's like a, an in-between, it's like a poofy taco. That's the best way to describe the shell. Mm-hmm. Um, an inflamed taco. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's almost like a breading almost around like uh, a taco. And then it just got the different layers and stuff on okay. it. Okay. I'd probably get some kind of sushi in mm. there as well. Mm. And then I would get my aunt's strawberry rhubarb pie from 1999. Wow. Yeah. What happened in 1999 with the strawberry rhubarb pie? Uh, just peak of her making it. Really? Yeah, yeah. She really nailed the recipe. She nailed it. That, and then in 2000, she got Parkinson's. Well, she's no longer with us. We're never the same. She oh, did. Don't <laughs> make it. Don't make it sad. Can we cut this part out? His aunt is alive. Can we put it back in? His aunt is alive. Can we put it back in? Just make up what she's still doing alive. <laughs> okay, she's uh, she invested uh, wisely. She's yeah, a billionaire she's now. She's a billionaire. Yeah, she's actually uh, a new prospect for uh, Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Yeah. So we're so happy ending. <laughs> and so she doesn't make her own rhubarb pie anymore because she's right. so rich. She yeah, because she, she has it. a chef do it. Exactly. But it used to be so but great. But the chef, they don't make it the same way my aunt did. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, you ask her and she's like, I'm on a, I'm on my yacht. I, I don't have the rhubarb on the yacht. Right, right. And so, you know, I'm very happy for her. Uh, so what is the best high-end meal that you've ever had? One of them, this is one that comes to mind just because... I had never heard of this term before until eating with this person. Uh, I did, and this is fairly recently. This is within the last year or so. This is one of the best meals that I've ever had. It was this, uh, it was this sushi type place that I went to uh, with Bobby Lee and Steve Lee uh, after we recorded a podcast together. And mm-hmm. he goes, I'm taking you guys to a Michelin star restaurant. I'd never heard of that term before. I, okay. I didn't know what it was. I'm like, what? Like, is that good? He goes, what do you, what do you mean? Is that good? 
it's going to blow your mind. Like, he got so upset that I'd never heard of Michelin star rated restaurant before. The funny thing is, you can ask the right questions and still feel weird. Like, you mean like the tire company? Oh, I know. Yeah, like the tire company. exactly. So how is that good? Yeah. It's the tire company says it's good, but I don't understand. Yeah, why would you associate the tires with good food? (laughs) Dude, they gave it one star. Wait, the tire company is giving out stars? Yeah. What is happening? Dude, you're so dumb. The These restaurants company? have crazy safety ratings. You have no you idea. Understand. This other place, there's a carburetor company that loves this restaurant. Yeah, yeah. The Jiffy Loop gives it three honks. <laughs> yeah, Bobby Lee has taken me to a couple of the best meals that I've ever had. Okay, so tell me, the, the sushi place that took you to, which one the was it? sushi, I don't remember the name of it. It was somewhere in the valley, and it was just, he drove us there, and I didn't, I didn't, I don't remember the name. The funny thing is you're not narrowing it down when you say a place in the valley. The valley, the San Fernando Valley in L.A., might have the most Michelin-starred sushi restaurants really? of anywhere in the country. I mean, it's nuts. Huh. I'm assuming it was either. Bobby said we went to the one. Oh, really? <laughs> no, I know, I can, I know of, I think, three. There's Go's Mart. If I tell you the name, would you remember it? I mean, you could throw them at me. Dude, what did the place look like? We sat outside because it was still kind of in that gray COVID area kind okay. of thing where, where it's an outdoor patio kind of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, it looks like so many places in, in the valley, like shopping center wise. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's was gonna, it on a second floor or first floor? First floor. Okay, got yeah. it. Was it uh, in Studio City? Closer to Studio City, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think you probably went to Asanibo. That sounds like a Japanese name, so it might be it. I mean, I don't know. I just put four syllables together. Did they have valet there? Yes. I mean, I, it's I, probably it, dude. It probably is Asanivo. Asanivo is, is probably the most high end place. I'm, I'm going to let's see. This is let's my see. new profession. I can solve this murder. I can solve this non murder. I can find out where you let's went see. to eat sushi. Just give me three details. This literally might be it. I think it's it. I think it probably is. Asanibo's great. It's actually the first place I ever ate fish sperm. Mm. Yeah. It's a uh, delicacy. Or at least that's what the chef told me. <laughs> As he jerked off that fish. <laughs> this is a delicacy somewhere, I'm sure. You want some? Oh, okay. Okay. Why well, are you doing it in my mouth right now? That's the culture. <laughs> Do I need to be tied up to this chair? Shut up. <laughs> Uh, what's the best low-end meal that you ever had? This can be like a street taco, like uh, you mentioned before. It could be a... Uh, the best low-end meal, or I call them street dogs or dirty dogs in LA. Mm. Uh, those bacon-wrapped hot dogs. Oh, really? Those are some of the best ones where I've been like mind-blown for like $3. <laughs> where I'm like, I had such low expectations. Super hungry, like uh, got done with a show like on Hollywood Boulevard, yeah. one of those situations. And I'm like, ah, that smells really good. I'll give it a shot. And then as soon as I put it in my mouth, I was like, how is it this good? <laughs> the funny thing is, okay, if you don't live in L.A., this is a very funny L.A. thing, which is there is someone on the street mm-hmm. with a some sort of like camping burner. Yes. That is lighting up a sheet pan mm-hmm. like a. Shitty sheet pan, yeah, that you get from disposable restaurants, yeah, <laughs> like disposable chunks of aluminum coming off, yeah. And the sheet pan is basically there's sections, there's one section of it that has like the peppers and the onions, but the majority of it is hot dogs wrapped in bacon mm-hmm. that are just like filling up this pan with their grease. And 
it's impossible to walk by it and not feel like it's got you in its clutches. Like you have to extricate yourself you from that. You feel like you're missing out immediately. Oh my God. Just by the, the aroma around it. Uh, the smell is ungodly. Mm-hmm. The fact that it's on a sheet pan is hilarious mm-hmm. to me always. Cause I'm always like, we put so much time into like, I want the all clad. I need the right amount of, uh, the, Oh, this one has five layers of stainless steel in between an aluminum core. Now motherfucker sheet pan from like restaurant depot in like the sale section. Yeah. That's like warped. Like it's not even straight. And they cook some of the most delicious food on this thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I love it. That's a good one. I don't think anyone's ever mentioned that on the pod yet. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, favorite drunk food? I don't drink, so I, uh, I'll i say... Um, for sad reasons or for happy reasons? Um, Let's go with both. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with both. I think that's a, okay. that's a simple, easy answer. Yeah. Let's see. So I will say that when I am sad mm. or like when I need uh, comfort comfort from food, I will go and do McDonald's. And my wife knows that if she sees late night, like when it's not, if it's midweek, I'll do it on the weekends if I'm on the road. Mm-hmm. But I try not to just get McDonald's during the week for no reason. Right. Because as you know, like as a traveling stand-up, like we have to eat crap out on the road. Yes. We, like it's an impossible to, to eat super healthy out on the road. No. Unless you plan really well, which is very hard to do. Uh, so you're forced to eat a lot of fast food and stuff where you're like, ah, yeah, I guess I'll eat this. this is the only thing that's open. So if my wife sees McDonald's midweek in our trash, mm. she like checks on me immediately. She's like, are you okay? Like what's... She like makes sure that the bullets are out of the gun. Pretty much. <laughs> so uh, Takes that's... shoelaces out. That's my big comfort food uh, when I'm like in a rut. I'll like, I'll go and get like a Big Mac and like large fry, mm. large Coke. And then mm. I might even get like a cone outside of that. A or, cone? or like a McFlurry or a oh, shake or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Interesting. Of all of the new fun creations, you go back to the Big Mac. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's something about it. I think th- there's a, a comfort in the nostalgia of, of the, of Big, the Mac. Big Mac. Yeah. It's funny. My my Every comedian has their fun go-to road food. Mm-hmm. I My McDonald's orders are either fish filet. Love the fish filet. Okay. And I would have that on a weekday when I'm happy. <laughs> and also uh, chicken nuggets. The chicken nuggets and the spicy McChicken for me, I'll eat anytime. Same with the the McDouble. Uh, I'll eat that during the week and it's not a thing. But if you see that Big Mac carton, <laughs> that's when I'm not doing well, brother. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's when you need to check on me a you little bit. You were triggered. Yeah. You were something triggered you. Something happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so interesting that the... Uh, the so, but you're, if you're on the road, though, you will not be going for the, for the Big Mac. No, no. Typically, no. Do you have any other fast food places on the road that you frequent? Only, I mean, I like. Going I always to, go to. I feel Wendy's is healthier, but I don't think that's true. Isn't that weird? It does feel, for whatever reason, I think it's because you get less of a food hangover from Wendy's. I also think they did this like they did this ad campaign for a while, like like the "Where's the Beef" thing, and it was like our thing is a hundred percent beef. Maybe they just did better marketing. I think so. Because it's like, I'm assuming the McDonald's and Burger King use 100% beef, but it's like... Did you know that Taco Bell is technically the healthiest out of all of them? Really? Yep. You say technically. It's still fast food. 
Right. That's that's the technicality. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's still the end of the day. It's still fast food. By the way, this is after you described the, your favorite Taco Bell thing as it, an inflamed taco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> taco that needs that needs Advil. Right. Um, who is your favorite celebrity food personality? I think Chef Gordon Ramsay. I think really? he's my favorite. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Do you like him because of the showmanship? Do you like him because of the food he cooks? Is it the, uh, I, I mean, I would love to try his food someday, but I think it's more, it's, it's more the theatrics and the, the way he carries himself Mm -hmm. and the compilation videos that I watch. Oh, the best. He is the most entertaining chef by far. Yeah. Easily. But when I was 13 years old, I did eat in New York. It was a request that I got for my birthday. I got a New York trip and I ate at Bobby Flay's restaurant when I was 13 years old. Oh. And it was one of the best steaks I've had ever. That was probably Bar American at that time. Maybe. Yeah. That yeah. was his like flagship place yeah. that, that put him on the map. Yeah. Yeah. Bobby Flay was badass back then. He's still, he still got it, man. He's he, still kicking. He still has a restaurant called Gato in New York that's, okay. that does very well. Yeah. He's doing his thing. He was very nice. I saw him at a restaurant in New York, in, in LA. I saw him at Horses is the name of the restaurant. Mm-hmm. I saw him a couple months ago. He was very, very nice. I had a good reason to talk to him. I just got in my Food Network show. And I said, Bobby, I'm going to be on the Food Network. And he stopped in his tracks. And he said, what show? And I said, it's called Raid the Fridge. And he's like, that's so cool. Tell me about the show. And we had to stop and chat. That's cool, man. So nice of him. John Favreau. Do you know about him? Um, I do know about him. Like about his love for cooking? and, and I mean, He's done a bunch of, a couple movies and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I would love. I would be very curious to try his food because I-, I love when directors or just anybody in entertainment has like a completely different passion. Yeah, like like he's like I'm gonna get really good at do- being a food truck guy or like just cooking or yeah. whatever. Yeah, it's like Phil Rosenthal. Yeah, funny enough, having dinner with Phil Rosenthal tonight. Me and my friend Paul. All right, we'll call him up. Humble grab. Call hum- him up. Humble grab. I said. <laughs> humble grab is a very yeah. different thing from humble grab. <laughs> Ladies. He molested me, but it was actually, it was really kind of sweet. You know what? It was a humble grab. <laughs> it was a humble <laughs> grab. But Phil Rosenthal and I and my friend Paul Feinstein are going out to dinner tonight because I called out a restaurant on the podcast. I called out Pija Palace, mm. which is in Silver Lake because... They both gave, they're, they're known for their pizzas. This guy making Indian pizzas. You would love it, actually. Oh, I'd probably love it, yeah. And they're known for their pizzas, but we went before, and the pastas were so fucking amazing. He makes, like, tandoori pasta, mm-hmm. literally. It's so cool. And the pizzas we weren't thrilled about. And I was like, I said flippantly, like, yeah, the pizzas were not that great, but the pasta was, like, the, one of the best dishes I had all year. Guy reached out to, puts me, Phil Rosenthal, and my friend Paul on a group t- chat on Instagram. Guys, please give us another chance. Come back. Wow. Phil Rosenthal has no idea what's happening. Yeah. He's like, I don't know what you're talking yeah, what about. Is, what is and this? Another have, chance. I have to be like, sorry, uh, I was an asshole to them on my podcast. Anyway, we're going tonight for a second chance. Second chance at a humble grab. Okay. Anyway, that was a humble brag about my humble grab. We get it, dude. You have the gift of humble gap. I'm going out with Phil Rosenthal tonight. Uh, what is your desert island Food. There's one food you're never going to get tired of. Probably cereal. Cereal? Does it count? Yeah. A specific one or are you, I don't know if I'm going to, it's a little technicality if you're. Maybe Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Yeah. That's a good one. That's a I good mean, one. You know why that's a smart one? Huh. 
Because then you can also keep the milk. Yeah. And have that as a snack. Yeah. Also. And then I can hunt for things Mm -hmm. and make cereal out of them. (laughs) Bear grills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I just killed a wild boar and now I'm going to make a cereal out of it. (laughs) I'm using the boar's own milk. (laughs) I don't know. What is a food that you can't stand eating? Cilantro. Oh, really? Interesting. Because you're all about the Mexican food. I know, and it's blasphemy to a lot of Mexican food restaurants when I ask for... Yeah. No cebolla, no cilantro, por favor. Oh, my God. It's actually chapter three of my book about children in Mexico who can't wear contact lenses. Yeah, yeah. Is... Que paso con el cilantro? So the only reason why I don't like cilantro or like diced onions if they're grilled i can get away with eating them uh depends on the food or sauteed but something about like like diced onions and cilantro it takes away i that's all i taste so i'm not tasting the meat anymore i'm not tasting the shell of the taco i'm not tasting the salsa it's literally just the one thing i'm tasting so Mm. that's why i don't like it oh so you don't have that genetic thing i don't Interesting. No, I literally just, it's so strong to me. Mm. Like, it's just so potent that I'm like, this overpowers literally everything. Yeah. It's like scorching food where you're like, where you only taste the burnt after it's been overcooked. Yeah. That's what I taste when I taste cilantro. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Cause I'm, I, when it comes to Mexican food, I want, I want, I want the food to, to go to battle in my mouth. I want it to just get in there. Like SEAL Team Six and Osama bin Laden's in there somewhere. That's just fucking go nuts. How I feel sometimes with sushi, with dipping it in soy sauce mm-hmm. and then uh, wasabi. Mm-hmm. It that feels like a huge party of this, that's going on. Oh, fun! But the appropriate amount. Ah, okay. <laughs> the <laughs> good it. kind of party. I love it. Wasabi's okay, but cilantro. wasabi's okay. Cilantro's got to go. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, okay, last question. This is my favorite question. Mm-hmm. What is or what are your restaurant pet peeves? I really don't like when a waiter is the extremes. Mm-hmm. Overly attentive, mm-hmm. where to the point where they keep checking on you where you're eating and you're or you're catching up with somebody who you haven't seen in a long time. Yeah. And you have to be like, the food's great. Thank you. Thank, thank yeah. you. You're killing it. But we don't need this anymore. Yeah. We don't need, you know, I don't need to be checked in like a little kid, like every two minutes. Right. Stop swaddling me. I don't need to be swaddled. I'm good. Like you get, like I'm having fun eating the the food. You can see like I'm enjoying it. I don't need to check in. Yeah. Also the opposite. Mm -hmm. If I cannot flag down a a waiter, that to me, it drives me insane. Mm. Like if they're like running around and, and, it's it's fine if it's busy, but like the blinders going to other tables, yes, and purposely not checking in. I'm like, yo, yeah, and then it sucks. There's no water here. There's mm. no bread here. Mm. There's no cilantro. You said you don't want cilantro, sir. There, the dish, the dish is filled with cilantro. I got to swap it out in the kitchen. I'm with you. And the worst thing is when you want to get their attention and they're doing that weird thing where it seems like they're giving everyone else attention except for you. Mm -hmm. And then you're talking to your dinner mate and you're not 
paying attention to anything they're saying. Yeah, because you're 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 trying to to get the attention yeah. of somebody else and who's in the distance. You're looking in the distance and like, did you, Dad? Did you hear what? I, the, the, that's where the treasure is buried. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Dan um, died at dinner. No. <laughs> I'm with you, which is, by the way, which is why I always am trying to promote the Korean style of service in every restaurant. You ever go to a Korean restaurant? Oh, yeah. Where they have the button? Oh, yes. The button is the answer to all of our prayers. Or like a fogo de chow, even. The sign flip. I Give me love the green, it, The red dude. light, green light, Yes, baby. yes. <laughs> I'm all about that kind of service. Yes. Because if not, then they have anything. to be psychic and know. Yeah. It makes it hard on them. There's a perfect cue right there. The button. The or, button. You know? Oh, it's so good. It's great. All right. Well, I think we've come to a natural close. Mm. I think we learned a lot of things here. There's so much, man. Um, I think we're both probably going to get canceled. Oh, yeah. We're both better and worse people after this podcast. Hot Bird is taking us down. Hot Bird. The Indian restaurant that is a Native American restaurant. Yes. That's probably going to take me down. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I sat that one out. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell the people where they can find you, Jeremiah. I'm a fun follow on social media, at Jeremiah Standup on all platforms. Uh, YouTube.com slash Jeremiah Watkins. We just launched a new channel for my show, Stand Up on the Spot. YouTube.com slash at OTS. And Scissor Bros, of course, at youtube.com slash scissor bros. And I'm on tour, maybe in a city near you. Check jeremiahwatkins.com. Not sure when this is coming out, but Chicago coming up, St. Petersburg, Florida, Houston, Texas, Lexington, Kentucky, Des Moines, a lot of dates. So mm. come see your boy. I love it. And I got to say, I hadn't seen you do stand up for a while. We did that show together. It was so great to see you again. It's so great to see all the success that you're having. Thank you, man. Uh, it's so great when good things happen to good comics. So thank you for coming on the show and 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 continued success. Thanks, thank you, brother. bro. Yeah. I appreciate it. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.